48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. A top pandemic advisor plays down the likelihood of a new COVID surge and says most of us can wait to get a fourth vaccine dose. Carrie Lamb says the incoming John Lee administration must step up national security awareness as there is much work to do. And elsewhere, Donald Trump wades into the row over gun regulation in the wake of the latest school shooting in the United States. A government advisor on the pandemic says Hong Kong's daily COVID caseload is likely to remain in the low hundreds for several more weeks. David Hoy says a major rebound in infections is unlikely, given that more and more people are vaccinated, unless a new variant emerges. The Chinese university professor said it was advisable for elderly people to get a fourth jab, though younger adults could wait to see whether second-generation vaccines become available towards the end of the year. For the age group between 18 to 59, unless you are frontline healthcare workers or frontline people combating COVID-19, there's no immediate need to go for the focus. This is actually optional. Uh, all the vaccine companies are conducting clinical trials and the result won't be available so soon. But I guess by the last quarter of this year, more data will be available and some of the companies may be able to provide a second generation vaccine. Health authorities on the mainland have reported just over 260 new local COVID infections, down 90 from the previous day. There were 170 infections in Shanghai and 24 in Beijing. Officials say one of the cases in Shanghai was found outside the area still covered by quarantine. No new deaths were recorded. The outgoing chief executive, Carrie Lam, has called on the incoming administration to enhance national security awareness among the governing team, saying the SAR still faces challenges when implementing the security law. Speaking at a legal forum on the national security legislation, Mrs Lam said her government had moved to improve the electoral system and to require civil servants to swear allegiance to the SAR. But she says the task of safeguarding national security is far from complete. SAR officials have to understand that circumstances remain severe and complex. The external political environment is volatile and external forces trying to contain China will keep emerging. Locally, radical troublemakers and even underground groups that advocate terrorism are lurking around. I call on the next government to further raise, among the governing team, their political and national security awareness, big-picture thinking and dare-to-fight spirit. Speaking at the same event, the director of the Office for Safeguarding National Security in Hong Kong, Zheng Yanshong, said he hoped the SAR authorities would further enhance the legal system to safeguard national security. He said his office would be ready to exercise the central government's jurisdiction when necessary. Overseas, the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, has said a mass shooting such as that in Uvalde, Texas, was a reason to arm, not disarm. Speaking at the National Rifle Association convention in Houston, he dismissed gun control and said it was time to allow some highly trained teachers to carry concealed weapons in class. As the age-old saying goes, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Have you ever heard that? No, you've never heard that. And in the absence of a member of law enforcement, there is no one you would rather have nearby when a crisis strikes than an armed, expertly trained member of the NRA. 
It's emerged that police in Texas delayed storming the classroom where the mass shooting was taking place because they believed no more pupils were at risk. A state official, Stephen McCraw, told reporters it was the wrong decision not to break into the classroom sooner. But he said police had mistakenly believed the attacker had barricaded himself inside a room where no one else was left alive. Family members like Ruben Mata Montemayor, whose great-granddaughter, 10-year-old Alexandria Rubio, was among the murdered children, say they're shocked by the failure of police to act faster. Where was that police that supposed to be there to protect them kids? Where was he? At first they said he was there, he confronted the shooter. Then now they're retracting and saying they're not. I've been watching TV all day, and I watch it at night till 12 o'clock, wondering why, why, why. And out of the weather, it'll be hot with sunny periods and a few showers. The maximum temperature will be around 31 degrees. Moderate southerly winds. And the outlook? Hot with sunny periods and one or two showers in the next few days. The current temperature is now at 31 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is at 73%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Ukraine has said its soldiers may need to retreat from their last pocket in the eastern region of Luzhansk if they are to avoid getting captured by Russian forces. During his nightly address, President Volodymyr Zelensky said Ukraine would put up a strong resistance to reclaim the Donbass region. The US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, has said he's optimistic that Finland and Sweden could join NATO in time for the alliance's summit in Spain at the end of next month. Following talks with his Finnish counterpart, Mr Blinken expressed confidence that Turkey's objections to the two Nordic countries joining NATO could be resolved swiftly. The United States fully supports Finland and Sweden joining the alliance. Finland and Sweden more than meet NATO's democratic, military, economic criteria for membership. And I continue to be confident that both countries will soon be NATO allies. The jury in the defamation trial of the actors Johnny Depp and Amber Heard has begun its deliberations after hearing their lawyers' closing arguments. In the high-profile case that's lasted six weeks, Mr Depp is suing his former wife for an article she wrote in which she said she was a victim of abuse. Ms Heard is counter-suing him. To sport, and we're just hours away from the biggest game in club football, with Real Madrid taking on Liverpool in the Champions League final in Paris. Liverpool midfielders Thiago Alcantara and Fabinho have both travelled with the squad after overcoming injuries. The former Real Madrid president, Ramon Calderon, is looking forward to a special occasion when the two teams meet in the French capital. Apparently they are going to have uh, on their side Mané, Salah, Diaz, uh, they attack one of the best in the world, but we have Benzema, we have uh, Vinicius, Rodrigo. So very, very exciting, uh, fascinating match. Mm. Um, I think it's the best game in the world at club level, no doubt. Liverpool fullback Andrew Robertson believes Spanish giants Madrid are favourites for the game. When you're at Real Madrid and you get to finals like this, you're expected to win. But, you know, obviously Liverpool have got the same standards. You know, our fans demand a lot from us and I think we've delivered well this season, but we want to finish on a high for them. In the NBA, the Miami Heat kept their Eastern Conference final series with the Boston Celtics alive. Jimmy Butler scored a career playoff high 47 points as the Heat won 111-103 in Boston. Monday morning's Game 7 in Miami will now decide the series. On the ice, the Colorado Avalanche advanced to the NHL's conference finals, beating the St. Louis Blues 3-2 to seal the series 4-2. 
In tennis, Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal have both enjoyed comfortable wins at the French Open. Both progressed in the third round yesterday without dropping a set. Djokovic will face Argentina's Diego Schwartzman in the last 16, an opponent he knows well. He's one of the quickest players we have on tour and uh, his best results in his career came on clay. So, of course, he's a tough opponent without a doubt and uh, I know him well. We played some really good matches, striking the ball really well. So um, I look forward to that challenge. Third seed Alexander Zverev is also through. In the women's draw, three-time Grand Slam winner Angelique Kerber was upset by Alexandra Sasnovich, while 19-year-old Canadian Leila Fernandez won a thrilling three-set encounter with Belinda Bencic to reach the last 16. Cohen Bowman of the Netherlands won stage 19 of cycling's Giro d'Italia. Richard Carapaz of Ecuador remains in the leader's pink jersey for Ineos Grenadiers, three seconds ahead of Australia's Jai Hindley. The BBC's Matt Warwick has more. As Formula One fans enjoyed practice in Monaco, the really controversial racing was going on up a mountain just across the Alps. Five breakaway riders battled for the line, but Bauman's cut across Mauro smeared on the sharp final corner caused the Swiss to lock up his wheel and almost clatter into the others. Everyone was furious, well, apart from the winner, of course, who took his second stage victory of this race and secured the blue King of the Mountains jersey with it. The battle for pink was far less entertaining, with Mikael Landers' attempt to claw back his minute deficit snuffed out by Hindley and Carapaz. Stage 20's huge hike through the Dolomites, though, will surely bring some high emotion between the top three. And now to end the news, the top stories once again. A top pandemic advisor plays down the likelihood of a new Covid surge and says most of us can wait to get a fourth vaccine dose. Carrie Lamb says the incoming John Lee administration must step up national security awareness as there is still much work to do. And elsewhere, Donald Trump wades into the row over gun regulation in the wake of the latest school shooting in the United States. And you're listening to the news on RTHK. When you receive a statutory notice under the mandatory building inspection scheme, you must appoint a registered inspector to inspect the building and supervise repair works found necessary. The buildings department may conduct audit checks afterwards. Even if you haven't received a statutory notice, you can arrange an inspection voluntarily according to the requirements of the scheme. Visit bd.gov.hk for details. With the Stay Home Safe scheme, epidemic prevention resources can be reserved for the needy, and we can protect our health care system. If you are suitable for home quarantine, stay home at all times during the quarantine period. Monitor your health condition, conduct regular tests, and observe the relevant guidelines until quarantine is completed. Call the hotline 1-833-019 if you need help. With our concerted efforts, Hong Kong will overcome the epidemic. 24 hours a day, this is RTHK. All right, we are getting into the obscure, some of the most underrated stuff. And the way I want to kick this off, actually, the reason I wanted to do this today was because last week I was introduced to a group via a listener, via a listener, uh called ween and i've been listening to them all week man and they're they're so cool i never knew about them didn't even know they existed 
and uh, they got some really cool stuff. And, you know, you just never really hear groups like this and stuff unless someone out of the woodwork, you know, recommends them and stuff. So shout out to him outdoors himself, Mr. Tom. Thank you, sir, for introducing you via Dr. King herself to ween to me. I don't know if that made sense. Anyway, one of my favorite tracks that I was listening to this week. I love it. Even the, even the track title. Bananas and Blow. 